Hello and welcome to the show. Today we got a special guest here. We have Adam. He's from St. Louis, Missouri, and he is a franchise owner, I believe, of Height Digital, which is a marketing company. They specialize in search engine optimization. He's also involved in mobile auto glass repair. So if you're in St. Louis and you're looking to get your windshield replaced, there's only one guy to call. Anyways, Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for that awesome introduction. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So how did you get into all of this? How did, how did you start? Yeah, absolutely. So I was in medical device sales. I did that for five years right out of college. Um, kind of what I always thought I wanted to do, but ultimately decided to try to find an opportunity for me to be an entrepreneur. So I always had that entrepreneurial bug. I just didn't know, necessarily know what vehicle I would take to be able to leverage that. So back in 2017, 2018, started looking for ways to make money online and got targeted by an ad to build out digital real estate. So talking about taking websites, ranking them to the first page of Google, and then me being the landlord versus doing it for a brand. And then if the brand leaves me, the brand is the one that has all the assets. So I kind of reverse engineered that through this course, so learned how to build websites, rank websites, and then do paid advertising. That's where the Autoglass Repair Company came into play. So we knew nothing about Autoglass Repair before we started that business. We just knew that we got a website to the first page of Google, and we were outranking every local competitor in addition to the safe lights of the world. So uh, back in 2020, pandemic obviously hits, and I have this skill set that I haven't really leveraged. I've tested a bunch of stuff for the last two years not really taking on clients. At that point, I decided to go all in on entrepreneurship, left corporate America back in July, 2020, and then created a, a traditional digital marketing agency that you see today. So we do everything from web design, SEO, paid ads, et cetera. Autoglass company launched that year as well. And then I transitioned my agency that I had running at that time which was just myself and a couple part-time people over to the franchise model with Height Digital about a year and a half ago, just giving us the opportunity to be able to grow it and scale it to the tune that I knew that I wanted to do. Nice. So I guess both of us started in July, 2020. July, 2020. We're both all, we're in the pandemic and we're going, hey, I think it's a good idea. We should start a business. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong? You know, so when you started your business, did you did you have struggles? I mean, a lot of people have it in their head, like, I'm going to pay myself a massive salary, and I'm going to have all this business out of the gate. Like, did you, you know, did you realize there was, was there a lot of struggles for you right out of the gate? Or did you have a lot of things set up and in place where, you know, you could pay yourself, for instance? Oh, yeah, I had nothing set up. <laughs> so I... uh <laughs> as I feel like most people do. Right. So I, I went from selling in, in traveling the country uh, over the last or the five years previous to, to going out full time. So I kind of wanted to, to create a lifestyle and create a business that could support what I wanted to do and have the freedom, et cetera. And I thought that would, that would be behind a computer. So I really nerd out on the search engine optimization stuff because I did it for two years before I ever charged anybody any money. So I, I spent my own money, my own time, all this stuff. I literally created a business out of nothing 
doing what we do for our clients. Very few digital marketers, less than I'd say probably 5% can actually tell you the same thing. So for me, I quickly realized though, once I started doing this full time, like I don't want to sit behind a computer. I love building websites. I love the ins and outs of SEO, paid ads, et cetera, but I don't really like doing this. My knack is business ownership and my knack is sales. So as we started to, to grow and scale, I started selling more. I was literally reinventing the wheel every single time we onboarded a new client and because I had no processes and systems, right? And so me being the visionary, I was always focused on selling, selling, selling. We'll figure out everything else later. And that's not, that's not the way to go. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, I totally get it. Like there's things within my business right now because I'm still early on as well, where it's like, I don't really enjoy doing this, but someone's got to do it. And if it doesn't mm -hmm. get done, well, then it won't get done. Right. But, you know, I look forward to the day when I can hire someone to start taking over those duties that to, to me, I find tedious or it's kind of like, ah, do I really have to do that? So, I mean, all those things do have, but you have to start somewhere. And as an entrepreneur, it's good to know all those ins and outs of your business, but also knowing where your strengths are. You you figure that out quite early, which is awesome. So I, th I think that's great. So we're going to switch gears a little bit here. So what was your most memorable experience as a customer? Yeah, so I think... A couple different things is one, I just had one with first form. Um, so I went in, I bought their energy drinks about two months ago, right after they came out and started having a conversation with the guy. So I actually just came from a podcast recording uh, that I was doing in our studio. And I had my entrepreneur, which is the name of our podcast shirt on guy at the register is asking me some questions, um, digging in about the podcast and explaining, you know, what it is that the podcast is about And long story short, you know, he says, Hey, good luck. Hope one day that you can get Andy Frisella on your podcast. Cause we were kind of chomping at the bit going back and forth and, uh, got a handwritten card from him, uh, a week or two later. And then I went back in most recently, again, almost two months ago, same guys working, not wearing the podcast shirt. And he literally asked me, Hey man, how's the podcast going? Did you like joking around about the Andy Frisella stuff and um, asked about another business owner that we talked about potentially getting on the podcast. And then I got a handwritten note just saying, Hey man, super supportive of everything that you're doing. And to me, the first interaction was like more than enough. And then the handwritten card. But the second interaction two months later, when he sees hundreds of people a day probably walk through his doors to be able to quickly identify that and then follow up and write that card. And now we're connected on social media, going back and forth, supporting each other. So that one is the, the one of the uh, ones that comes to mind most recently that I would put that up against many opportunities uh, that I've had on the customer side of the experience. Yeah, no, I get that lots when I'm talking to a client and they're like, oh, oh, you just don't, you don't remember me, do you? And then I'm like, well, okay, like what vehicle is it? Because, yeah. you know, you don't, I don't know everybody by their voice and I can't see them when I'm talking to them on the phone. Right. And then they tell me their vehicle and I'm like, where do you live? And then they tell me whereabouts they live. I'm like, oh, Bob. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're the, 
like I just had a guy call me the other day and, you know, you did our two vehicles and we live out in Chilliwack. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I was there. That was when uh, it snowed. And you guys didn't even think I would show up because the streets were literally like a foot deep in snow. And you were shoveling all your neighbors driveways. And we just started. I went into this whole conversation with them. And that was like eight months ago that I did their vehicles or no, 10, 10 months ago that I did their vehicles. Right. So the guy's like, oh, wow, you remember everything. I'm like. Yeah, no, I remember pretty, pretty deep depth detail. And then I go, are you still delivering pizzas? He goes, yep. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> he delivers pizzas at night for like a, a local pizza place or whatever, right? So, but I mean, you know, that's the thing is trying to remember, you have to remember all those things, but it's duplicating that. So as, you know, you look at like a, like a, like a first form or any of these companies, if I go and hire somebody, how do I duplicate what I'm doing and my my uh, my memory with them, right? So, and, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, um, it, it really makes it special, right? That they, because, you know, everyone keeps asking, how can you fast track, you know, your customer experience? And, you know, well, you just actually, actually have to care, you know, yeah. you actually have to know your customer, right? So, um, what is one thing you do or have done to provide a positive experience in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So after every client comes on board with us, regardless of what service it is, uh, in month two, they'll get a handwritten card from me. So actually just got a couple boxes together of that. And then we also own a swag company. So we build or we create a design on a hat for them as well. So we'll get the hat ordered in. I'll write a handwritten card and then mail it out. Just thanking them for trusting us, looking forward to getting whatever service launched, obviously letting them know that, Hey, you have an entire team behind you and I'm here for additional support when needed, but just wanted to send you this hat as a thank you. And the response we've been doing this now for almost eight months and by and far has been one of the coolest experiences ever. People giving us shout outs on social media then people ordering more hats and other swag, but just the handwritten card. But in addition to that, a hat that everybody loves because it's their logo on it, just shipped to their doorstep in month two of working with us. Nice. That's cool. So is, is the hat like personalized to their business kind of thing? Yes. Or Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. So we put their logo on it and uh, send everything over. So yeah, it's awesome. Nice. No, that's pretty awesome. Just trying to personalize it and give people a different experience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Nice. So, like, how did how did you come up with that idea? Was it just like you guys are just sitting around the coffee table one day and go and like we're like, I don't know, it'd be cool if I got a hat or something or, or yeah. We're... So it actually came about so like with our with our size at height, right? Like, there's there's so many advantages to doing that. So we acquired a swag company that basically a swag company is like, Hey, now I get access. We have almost a thousand clients at height between all of our different locations. All of those companies are purchasing swag. And so we purchased the swag company to be able to turn it into height swag and implement it for our clients. We're like, how do we take the customer onboarding experience and the experience in general? How do we take it to the next level? Hat samples is something super simple and easy for us to get done in 30 days with a handwritten note and shipped to the doorstep of the business. So we just saw it as a win-win opportunity. And there's some other businesses that we're actually getting ready to get into right now that are just complementary pieces to digital marketing, things that people are already purchasing. And we already have the relationship, right? 
we have the buying power, we have the the data and the structure, infrastructure, more importantly, to be able to implement this and have the team to be to be able to support it. That's great. I think it's a great personal touch. So when you look around at the world today, what has stood out to you as the biggest change in how we are interacting as customers? I would say the that obviously technology plays a key part, but the ease of use for customers to be able to get in contact with businesses. Some businesses make it super simple and easy to do business with them. Others, not so much. You know, we build a lot of websites. We talked with a lot of companies out there that don't even have their first website built and they've been in business for 20 years. Their email, they don't check it. Their phone number that they have on their Facebook page doesn't work, right? Very difficult to do business with them. And then there's other businesses that are out there. For example, we just uh, closed up our uh, irrigation system for the year last week. And I've never, over the last three years, I've never single talked to that, that company whatsoever. They send automated text message reminders. The invoice is paid automatically with the card on file. They schedule everything online. Just don't have to talk to them. Don't have to think about it. And most businesses are behind the ball when it comes to that. A lot of people, they like to do stuff on their own time, which is normally after hours while they're sitting on the couch watching, watching a sports game uh, or binging Netflix. They like to be able to go add something to their cart, uh, schedule their, their service online, and then not have to worry about talking to a human being. That's just the way uh, that it is in today's world. And I think a lot of people are still playing catch up when it comes to that. Yeah, technology is definitely playing a big change. I mean, I know for me, I've added in Calendly about a year ago. So it sends out reminders for appointments. I allow customers to choose their own appointment time, right? Because customers like having that flexibility. I'll have people where it's like, yeah, I want to book an appointment. I send them the calendar. I hear nothing from them. And I'm like, oh, like what happened? And I'll like follow up with them like after a week, like, hey, you're still going to get done. And then they don't even email me back again. Right. And I'm like, okay. And I just leave them alone because I don't want to, I don't want to bug clients. Right. And then yeah. it'll be like a month later, all of a sudden, boom, it pops up this calendar, calendly booking. And it's just like, well, I wanted to get the better one. So I just wanted to hold off till I had the extra, you know, $200 or whatever in my bank account. Right. It's like, Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. But you know, but I can like, I'm, I'm a, like, I don't know. I'd like to say I'm an over communicator. Right. So I'm always communicating, always talking, always asking questions. Right. But not everybody is like that. Like some people just will only communicate when they, when they want to. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it is differently different. This, uh, digital world right because a lot of times you know part of me says hey if i had the calendar right on the website and somebody could go on there book choose the dash camera and and all that it'd be great but 10 percent of the time i bet what will end up happening is they'll end up booking an appointment where i'm going to have a you know a two-hour drive in between appointments and then it might end up being a vehicle I can't do, which is very rare that it could be a vehicle I couldn't do, right? But you know what I mean? It's that what ifs that make me not do it because I also want it to be a little bit more personalized. But that portion of automation might actually catch some of those other customers that, like you said, like you said, would just line to just go on there, select, 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 book now, 
and call it a day. Yeah, no, I, I think the way that we operate, because we have a lot of clients that have those same types of um, ideas and in uh, thought process around that stuff. We always like to go back to the, you know, and again, it's not going to work for every business, but we always like to go back to the concept of, you know, make it the talk about the rule, not the exception. You know, if nine out of 10 times it's working great and you're able to capture more, it's worth at least testing it out. It's not a tried and true system yet. Safe to fail experiment, as we like to call it. Safe to fail. <laughs> you learn from your failures, though, quite easily. Yes, which you is do. Great. Yes, sir. So, um, is there a book you've read that has influenced your life? So I think the biggest one has been traction. So the EOS model, um, it has opened up my eyes and I read that about a year and a half into business and fully implemented it about a year and a half in business, but it has fully opened my eyes to how much I was overcomplicating my life because of my business. And once I really was able to weed through the, the truths and go from black and white of what I'm wanting in business versus what I'm doing, it really challenged me to pull out an extra layer that I knew I had with inside me to be able to implement and give to my business. But I was running in every which direction and I had no idea what I was actually doing. I think Oftentimes, whether it's personal or professional, we always are trying to say there's got to be a different way to do something. There's got to be an easier way or a quicker way or a faster way or a cheaper way, whatever it ends up being. And that same mindset goes to how we operate business. Oh, I'm a digital marketing company. I'm doing something different. Like business is business. And I found that and I learned it the hard way, but I've learned it through my auto glass company. Business is business. You have a good product and service. You take care of your customers. You charge what you're worth. And you have good people on your team, along with core values, processes, and systems, all those things. You have those key things in place that will translate to any business. And so traction really helped open my eyes to that and has definitely been um, one of, if not the biggest influential book I've read so far. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean... I've heard of that book. I don't think I have not read it. That's for sure. I mean, I got, I don't know, probably another four books I need to read that I've bought over the last year. And right now I'm reading uh, Chaos Machine and Clockwork. <laughs> okay, Clockwork. I just picked that one up. Yeah, Clockwork. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so, I mean, you know, being, I'm very big at, on systems and processes, and I know you you were talking about how you didn't have systems and processes. And I'm a very big systems and process thinker. But the big thing for me that that is going to be the next challenge is I need to now put them all, all my systems and processes into video or paper format for the next step. And I have done paper in the past. Like I've written down, do this, do that, do that, whatever for... But for other jobs, like, you know, a receptionist job that we hired when I when I used to manage another business, those kinds of things. But I never have for what I do, right? <laughs> so it's just going to be, and that's why I kind of read Clockwork, just to see what they're doing, give the, the, those ideas, right? Because that's a big thing with systems and processes. And you even talked about how there's certain things you didn't enjoy 
doing or it wasn't wasn't utilizing your strengths. So you had to figure out how to build those systems and processes so that you could literally like onboard someone to learn your job very quickly. Yes. Yep. Right. Exactly. So how how was that learning experience for you? Was it was it challenging or yeah, no, I mean it was absolutely challenging. So about a year ago I hired who's our now VP, the integrator within our company. Um, up until then, it was myself and another account manager that was on our franchise team. And so when I hired her, I knew that her skill set aligned and complemented mine really well. I'm not detailed oriented. I'm big picture, visionary sales. She's detailed oriented, organized, you know, as is the day is long and focused on processes and systems. So I basically went to her, hired her, onboarded her and said, I'm just going to have you watch me. I know what I do, but I can't get it out of my head to paper. I'm going to walk you through our entire process and we're going to build this thing together. Now, that's not the right way to do it. I'll tell you that. But if you're in that spot or you just don't like putting pen to paper, a great thing to have is an extra set of eyes. And whether that's a business coach, uh, a mentor or an employee that has that bandwidth to be able to do it. Cause there are very few solid integrators out there in this world comparatively to the visionaries, but she was able to process and systemize literally everything that we we're doing. Now it took a long time, but we're, uh, we're really hitting our stride when it comes to that. Yeah, that's great. But once you have it written down on paper, or in video format, or screen recording, or whatever you end up doing, you know, the onboarding process is quite easy. And, yeah. you know, I always, you know, maybe it sounds really cold, but I always like talk about how Kevin O'Leary has these people come on to the shark tank. And, you know, at first, I used to think, man, that guy is a cold son of a gun, right? And uh, he come on there and and he goes, so what am I buying? So I'm buying you. Okay, so if you if you walk across the street and get hit by a bus tomorrow, what do I got? Well, uh, you know, so I got nothing. I'm not interested. Sorry. Or or yeah. he'll do the whole. I like your company. I'm going to buy the whole thing, but I don't want you in it. And people <laughs> yeah. people are like, man, the guy is such a jerk. But the thing is, when you look at it, you know, really, if tomorrow I wanted to sell my company. I'm selling the inventory. I'm selling the systems and processes involved with the company. I'm selling them my, you know, the contacts, the customer list, that kind of stuff, right? And if you don't have any systems and processes, what are you selling? Someone else can just go build a business anyways. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people don't understand that. They just think like, well, I have a business. It does $3 million a year. Okay, yeah. But if you're the one who does all the sales and you want to sell your business, what are you selling? Nothing. They're going to want you with it. <laughs> there you go. You're going to have to stay on. But if you don't have systems and processes in place and you haven't built a business where you can be replaced, then what do you got? Right. Which it sounds like you've already gotten to a, a position, you know, up there where you're the visionary. Right. And you already have mm -hmm. a lot of people taking care of a lot of the the heavy lifting it sounds like which is great within your team environment yeah so the last thing that the last main hat that i was still wearing that now has been transitioned out was the sales and the prospecting 
So we have a director of client success that started uh, about three months ago. Um, so she's well on her way. She's taken 90% of that process over. Um, but really, you know, twofold with it is one, I've done a good job of hiring those people at our franchise on our franchisee team uh, to be able to do that. So that's sales and prospecting. That's the COO or the, the integrator within the company. And then we have full-time account managers that manage our clients. The marriage between my agency previously and becoming on with height is height had the fulfillment side. So obviously the processes and systems for that, the team members that are 180 full-time team members that I don't have to worry about hiring, managing, retaining, et cetera. So I was able to probably cut down on about five years worth of building that it would have taken me to get my agency to this point by making the transition to height and then obviously running with it on our end. Yeah. Well, that is the big thing about a franchise model, right? Is once you get involved, you know, you're buying the systems and processes. You're trying to speed up that learning curve, right? Yes. Involved with the business, you know? So yeah, that's, I think that's great. Um, if there's one thing you could change in the entire world today, what would it be and why? So I would go back to the technology piece and I wouldn't necessarily change anything that's there. I would just change the dependency that a lot of us need when it comes to technology, right? So for example, all of my clients are connected with me on social media. A lot of them have my cell phone number. They have my email address. They have me on every different outlet that's there. And I'm lucky and blessed because we grew our business in the pandemic. I'm here in St. Louis, but 90% of our clients are elsewhere. So it has allowed us obviously to grow and scale our business and get clients and stay connected with clients, but it's also a double-edged sword where I've one of the biggest areas of opportunity for me as an entrepreneur, for me as a husband person in general, is just getting away from the technology and turning it off. And so I think it becomes too easy when you feel like you're missing out on something, when you feel like there's more opportunities to be out there, to cater to your clients, to grow your clientele, et cetera. So technology is a double-edged sword. Um, I would change maybe the aspect in which we are able to utilize it effectively and then be able to turn it off. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, technology keeps changing everything and how we communicate. I mean, and it keeps more and more. I'm like, even like last night I'm watching and my son has two of his friends over and literally all they're doing is changing between who plays Xbox and then the other two go and play on the iPad and their iPhone. And I'm going, you know, <clears throat> I don't know how old you are, but I mean, for me growing up, you know, a, a Saturday night would be, you know, spent, you know, um, watching Saturday Night Live and, you know, eating popcorn and laughing our ass off or going to 7-Eleven at midnight, you know, to go get Slurpees or something stupid like that, right? Or some, a new bag, like a bag of chips or something, right? I mean... That was kind of how my youth was, right? And I just look at like how you're in the same room as somebody now and your whole goal is to just take your phone and be on it, you know, messaging each other or playing a game 
when you're right next to the other person instead of socializing <laughs> or talking or you know it's it's you know it's a different kind of world that we're in with all the digital you know and everything's at our fingertips now things are easier to communicate but just want to make sure that we're not going away from that human interaction right yeah exactly so but yeah um do you have any do you have any final words of wisdom or anything like that yeah so i would say you know leave this for the audiences as you're growing and scaling uh whether it's your business or whether you're working for someone else as you're doing that you know don't lose yourself in the process i think everybody social media personifies certain people people that we look up to or people that are just loud and obnoxious right and we see the cars, we see the money, we see the houses, we see all of the amazing things. But what you don't see as well is the struggles and the hardships that they're likely going through right now or have already gone through. And it's very easy for us to one, compare ourselves to, but to two, to try to, to actually take action to be them. And when you do that, you further and further yourself away from who you truly are. So I would say as you're growing and scaling professionally and personally, just don't lose yourself in the process because the reason why you're growing uh, professionally and personally is because you want to better yourself to become that best version of who you are. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, when I started my business, I focused on the transaction. Probably the first year it was all about get the money, get the money, get the money. And I realized very quickly after about a year that this isn't who I am. I never have been the transactional person. I've always been like that one that wants to get to know my customers that wants to build a relationship with them. And I started thinking long-term and, and changed my whole focus to, to that. And, you know, it's good to talk about it because a lot of people don't talk about it. You know, when you start a business, you're just like, you're in survival mode. It's like, I uh, I thought I'd be able to pay myself like 10 grand a month. Like, where's all the business? Why can't I? Well, you're, you're nothing. You're a spec. You know, the first, the first six months, people want to see if you're even still going to be existing six months from now. The mm. first year, it's, okay, is this person going to be sticking around? Are they going to go? Are they still going to be offering the same level of service they did when they started? Right? And you know, you have to be consistent with whatever you do in a business. It's very important that you're consistent. And like I said, with me early on, I was chasing the money. And then I realized very quickly that wasn't who I was. And I started changing. And then I joined a networking group. And then I started focusing even more deeper on customer experience, which sounds like you're already doing as well, which is awesome. You know, with the personalized hats and the thank you letters, you know, I think that's that's really great that you're doing that. That's awesome. And uh, so how, how you know, Adam, how do they connect with you? If somebody wants to get a hold of you at Height Digital or, you know, I, I you know, there's multiple links I see here. So let's yeah, give people a few options. Yeah, absolutely. So the easiest website to go to is adammcchesney.com. Adam is A-D-A-M, McChesney's M-C-C-H-E-S-N-E-Y.com. You'll be able to see everything. 
Height Digital podcast, YouTube channel, speaking events, things like that. Everything is there. And then links to all my social channels. But the easiest social channel to get a hold of me at is Instagram. And that's just Adam L. McChesney. Nice. Thanks for coming on today. This was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Had a great time.